Latino, Hispanic, Chicano, Tajano, Mestistos, Latine, or Latinx, Latinje, all illustrate the diversity of one of the oldest ethnicities in this land, many with indigenous roots, and spanning racial labels that oftentimes leads people within this beautiful, vast, diverse culture pondering, considering, what do we, uh, what do we call ourselves? Buenos dias, welcome to the B-Side Life and Project Bite Size History, where we explore topics of life and history and any other epiphanies that may arise. Today, we celebrate the diversity of Hispanic and Latino America. Ain't nothing more intimate than what we call ourselves and what we answer to. Depending on which coast or where in the country you find yourself, you may be called by different titles. Or ask a Mexican-American in the Southwest versus Texas what they consider themselves and <laughs> you may hear something completely different or new. For many families who were here before this land changed names, from their original tribal name to the Spanish territory name to a Mexican territory name like Texas or California or Colorado, Heck, even Florida. To what the land's name would eventually evolve and become here in the USA. Some families can go back 12 generations or more, especially if they have indigenous ancestors. And our newer brothers and sisters who are brand new Americans or say one generation deep, all add beauty to this community. It's understandable that different folk from different parts of the country, new and old, prefer to be called different things. Now, this is a multi-part series. Sometimes, darlings, that road that we're gonna walk may be uncomfortable, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll be sharing ideas and interesting tidbits of history about these terms. We won't be forcing any labels or titles on anyone. As uh, this is a very personal, subjective topic when it comes to how one identifies themselves. There's no right or wrong here, y'all. I hope you join me on this adventure. So grab your boots, send me that curiosity you got over there, and, and come bring your awesome, courageous, brave selves. Come on, y'all. Vamanos. Let's go. They say history is written by the victors. And oftentimes, many colonial powers who tend to write said history books have called people by different names, whether it was right or wrong. Especially when two or more races are combined, they call them mestizos or mulattoes or, well, heck, you get the point. For Hispanics, you see race, well, we can thank the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo and why or how we brown folk are classified as white, even if we are mixed with other races. You see, that had as much to do with legal classification of race and full citizenship back in the day. In that treaty, well, that treaty is pretty important to us. All right, so let's start with exploring Hispanic. Hispanic. According to Pew, about 50 to 51% of people prefer to term Hispanic over Latino. Now, we'll explore Latino in another episode. For right now, focusing on Hispanic, 
Let's get an understanding of how that term came to be more widely used on a census and still used today. See, during the Nixon years, they convened a committee to figure out how to classify Americans of Spanish origin or descent. Now that was about mm, 70s, right? 1970s. And I'm sure the Bostetto program and the influx of Mexicans back into America had some influence here. Again, no human is an island, so to speak. So that term was officially used on the Census Bureau in the 80s. However, it did exclude a lot of people. Excluded a lot of people from a big old country called Brazil. And depending on what part of the country you are from and who you're speaking to, well, you might have been called Hispanic or your parents or your grandparents, your tias, your aunts, your uncles, your tios, your cousins, your primos. You get the idea. And fast forward to here we are now. The usage of these terms keep changing. They evolve, especially in the 1990s. For example, with the death of Tejano superstar Selena, which caused the country as a whole to wake up and see the strength of Mexican-Americans. The outpouring of their love for the Tejano star. She was a Tejano singer that started to show up in movies. And her presence in movies showing a positive representation of Mexican-Americans went a long way, a long, long way to a community who has been ignored and continues to lack authentic representation in entertainment and media. And in those realms that aren't always accurately portraying people in a positive light, you can understand how her death would cause over half a million people to hold vigils that caught everyone's attention around the world. Matter of fact, a whole new publication was birthed from that, just for Hispanic and Latino people. The celebration of her life, well, that would lead to a whole new marketing push for Hispanics and the term Latino being used more frequently as a new push to harness our community's powers, our voting power, and our purchasing power. Spotlight was definitely turned on our community in a positive way for the first time in a long, long time. Well, we'll explore the term Latino in the next episode. All right, sweetie pies. How do you relate to this? How do you feel? What's your thoughts? Do you prefer Hispanic to describe your ethnicity or do you prefer something else? Remember, keep it positive, please, as you share. Please do share. That's it for this part. Please stay tuned for the next part as we explore this topic further. And as always, be nice, y'all each other out there. Maybe find a way to make the day better for yourself and for others. Or as the saying goes, do on to others as you'd have them do on to you. And I reckon if that's all I see from people's spiritual practice, if they have one, whatever their belief is, then that says a lot more to me than any words they could preach at me. Thanks, y'all. Adios. Each out.